Good morning and good afternoon. Well, this is the 14th gathering of Jesus Rocks. Can you believe 14 weeks already? Uh, interesting time in uh, the world today. And Lucy is, uh, I'm just going to give you a heads up today. It's, she is beyond en fuego, but in a good way for all of you. En fuego, meaning, uh, like I said, in a good way. Episode 382 and uh, a little bit different uh, intro that we're doing, right? We're trying some, we're trying to change it up a little bit. Because this, even though the studio is big, there's a lot of stuff. Remember, I said you could turn this, the camera around. You'd be like, oh, my God, that's a hot mess. So she's going to come on just after my intro. And I think she did this on purpose so that when she's approaching me this way, I can only get in the five minutes. Now, I have a feeling it's I've been sabotaged uh, to make sure that I get off. But today's episode, what's the definition of insanity? I mean, obviously, we're going through so much of a uh, chaotic time. And this is more important ever than before. Or does that even make sense? Willy Wonka, we got to switch that around. Pray, plan, and take action. And again, it needs to be in that order. The reason why we started doing this show, we started doing the Joshua Moment, and we have evolved uh, the whole platform, everything home and the Save My Freedom movement. Even I got the hat that says Jesus is my Savior, Trump is my president, got my cross, got baptized, got rebirthed. Uh, it's because I started to pay attention, and I started to realize that is actually what needs to be done in all of our lives. So I figured, you know what, if it's making such an impression in my life, a change in my life, that's something that I want to bring to all of you guys. And I encourage you to watch the past episodes. Again, this is the 14th one. So you go to jesusrockslive.com, jesusrockslive.com. And it has all of them listed there. And it literally will change your life. You will. And if you watch them multiple times, you'll pick up new information. And this is the time where you need to literally get on your knees and pray, right? Because, um, uh, when it hits the fan, which is already starting, that's the, the people that turn toward Jesus and God and repent are the ones that are going to literally be strong enough to be left standing. So Lucy loves to give uh, Lucy loves to give the scriptures and the Bible verses. So I'm going to give you four that I've implemented into all of the campaigns that we're doing. And I see her in the corner of my eye. No, you've got two, I've got two minutes, two and a half minutes. Scram, and. Uh, uh, I wanted to give all four of them because it, it it goes along with everything that we are doing on our shows, which is Brighton uh, on TV, 4 p.m. Pacific time. And that's on Fridays, 7 p.m. Eastern time, everything home. So you got Joshua 159, right? That was the whole series we did right back there, right? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. It says it three times in that. That's why we make them longer. Remember, a lot of the times when you hear somebody do a Bible verse, they just give it a smidgen and you really need to go before or after in order to get the full meaning for it. So it's Joshua 1, 5-9, Esther 4, 14, Ezekiel, uh, it's kind of far with no glasses, 33, 2-9, and 2 Chronicles 7, 14. So uh, this show, Jesus Rocks, is also on Bright Town TV on Sundays because it's part of their Sunday lineup, and that is at 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, or yeah, and then 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. You can also catch Everything Home and Jesus Rocks Live, which is part of the whole Save My Freedom movement platform, right? You can text the word ACTION to 91776 and uh, become part of the whole community, part of the group. Get the newsletter, get the Take Action Toolkit, which I just finished that up recently, and it's amazing. It is amazing. So uh, I'm, I'm wrapping it up, Lucy. Uh, you can catch us on Conservative Television America. You can catch us on Frank's Speech, and you can catch us on all the uh, social media platforms. If you go to takeactionitems.com, takeactionitems.com, sign up for the newsletter. You're going to get all the uh, information about Jesus Rocks Live and the whole platform and our Take Action Toolkit, 
which is all about, uh, oh, I don't know, banning those machines, especially here in Arizona. That's part of the azsavesamerica.us. It's two minutes a day. One click. Email all. You can ban those machines in Arizona. That's all it's going to take. And I encourage you to participate. Tell 10 of your friends. Do it every single day. You don't have to be in Arizona. azsavesamerica.us. You want to ban the machines. You want to end the chaos. You want to end the demons. Then they got to get rid of those machines. And again, pray, plan, take action. You want to stand up, show up, speak up, and primarily show up. And you can join us. We're doing this together. We don't expect you to do this alone. That's why we have the show. And of course, if you want to do prayer requests, you can. It's all there. Go to JesusRocksLive.com. I know it's a lot of information. That's why you got to get a pen and paper. Grab your Bible. Put on your common sense cap. Get, grab that belt of truth and sit back and get prepared. This is going to be an explosive episode. Uh, 373 is my new fave just before that 350. And I think this might actually hit the new levels. So I'm going to bring on Lucy again, go to, uh, the take action menu, everything home about us.com. Everything is right there on the top. I loaded it up yesterday. So everything home about us.com. You can see it, um, in the, 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 whatever the scrolling across the screen crying, I think they call it the lower third, lower third. All right, Lucy, it's all you. I got to go behind the scenes. Have a great Michelle. break a leg, my friend. <laughs> Thanks so much, Michelle. Hi, everybody. So so glad to be here again. And thank you, Michelle, for that beautiful intro. So we're going to start in worship as we always do. And remember, worship is is really important. It's important for us. It opens up our hearts. It makes us more sensitive to hear from our Lord. Um, our Lord loves to be worshipped, and we love to worship our Lord. Um, so please, if you're able to stand and sing with me, uh, the song that I chose this morning is called Me on Your Mind. Uh, really listen to the words, pray through it with me. Uh, it's really a personal song for me, and um, I think it's really appropriate that we we hear this message this morning and, um, and turn our hearts and minds back to Jesus. Give one single thought about my broken heart. 
am I that the God of all grace wipes the tears from my face? Says, come as you are. You paid the price. You took the cross. You gave your life. You did it all with me on your mind. It's me on your mind. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, it was me on your mind. I've read the words and read heavenly home on high. You're preparing a place where the sorrows are raised. When I stand before you, I will find all along it was me on your mind. Who am I that the king of the world would give one single thought about my broken heart? Who am I that the God of all grace wipes the tears from my face? Says, come as you are, you paid the price. You took the cross, you gave your life, you did it all, me on your mind, me on your mind, me on your mind, it's me on your mind. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my God, for giving us Jesus. Thank you, my God, for raising us up for another day, for waking us up from our beds this morning, healthy and strong, with eyes to see and ears to hear. Father God, we love you. We thank you for showing us your way. Father God, I ask today that you speak mightily through me. This is a hard message, and my heart is heavy. Your people perish for lack of knowledge, my Father God. And I'm calling upon you to be with us right now. Teach us, lead us, let us hear you, Father God. We're lost. We're lost, and we need you, Father. We thank you for you, Jesus, Father. We thank you for sending him, the Savior of the world, for your love that surpasses all understanding. And it's in your name we pray. Thank you for being with us, my God, and never leaving us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Whew, yeah, so a um, little heavy-hearted today. Um, I ran for school board a couple of years ago. That's why the message is, um, what's the definition of insanity? And I feel like uh, maybe you guys feel the same way. Like we're kind of going insane here, trying to, beat the dead horse. We're doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting different results, and we're not getting different results. Um, and I want to talk about that today, because we've been talking a lot about Second Chronicles 714. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Are we turning from our wicked ways? Because that's what repentance is. And that's what I wonder about. Yeah, we love God. Yeah, we're all good. But are we turning from our wicked ways? I didn't mean to start out with this this morning, but it's just come into my heart. I watched our president, Trump. I watched him in Nevada. 
on Saturday night and I watched him in Mesa on Sunday give his speech. And both times, both times our President Trump said, yeah, I think we do need to make exceptions for rape and incest and the health of the mother. I think it might not be such a bad idea for states to consider 14, 16 weeks. Here we are, guys. We're doing it again. God says no. And we say, just a little. God says no. And we say, just a little. Because we really love our sin, God. And now we have our president who's saying, just a little. God says no. And we expect blessing. Just a little, God. Just a little sin. God says, no sin. Stop. We're still doing it. We're still sacrificing our kids. So you think about child sacrifice and you think about the big stuff. You think about sex trafficking and kidnapping and CPS and how they're, they're legal kidnapping your kids and medical kidnapping. We've talked about all of that. Organ harvesting, abortion for child sacrifice, right? A satanic ritual abuse. But what we're not seeing is our own sacrifices of our own children at the altars of Molech. We think, just a little, God, I need to keep my job. I'm a career woman. I don't have time to be a stay-at-home mom and raise my children. Just a little, God, just a little. And God says, no. And so in 2019, I finally rose up and I said, I'm going to I'm going to run for the school board. I'm going to try to wake up the parents as to what's going on. I've been seeing it for decades and trying to wake up parents in my circle. Only to meet unbelievable rejection. I was called an extremist. I said, no, I'm not an extremist and I'm not a legalist. I just follow the Lord and we're submitting our children into a system of indoctrination for multiple, multiple hours, the majority of their lives and their time. Parents, wake up just a little. Psalm 106, 37. They even sacrifice their sons and their daughters to the demons. What's the public school teaching your kids, guys? Why are you so insistent on sending them there? Because you have to keep your job? Is that a trust in God? That's kind of like, I had to get the vaccine because I need to keep my job. Really? You just gave up your health. Repent. There is forgiveness. But repentance means change. It's not just, oh, sorry, not sorry. I'm just going to keep doing it. It means change. What are we willing to sacrifice to repent? I'm saying what I'm saying in a love, guys. I see our children. Every time I see a school bus, my, my skin crawls, my heart melts. I pray every time I drive by a school bus. Please, Lord, protect their minds. And parents, what are you doing when they get home from school? Are you sitting them down with the Bible? Are you strong in your faith that you're sitting them down and correcting what they've learned for 
10 hours? We're going to talk about what they're learning. You think because you, go, you went to a couple of school board meetings and screamed and yelled that they've changed? No, they don't change. They, that's the lie. Remember who Satan is, the father of all lies. Jesus tells us when he opens his mouth, he speaks his native tongue, lying. Why do you think anything, these people who are controlled by the demons because they're anti-God, because they don't worship Jesus, why do you think they're telling you the truth? Why do you think they have the best interests of your children in their hearts? Wake up. They're just going to find new ways to get it in there. While you let the ball drop, while you let your guard down thinking, I went to that school board meeting and I screamed and yelled and now they're going to change. No, they're not. Ezekiel 16, 20 and 21. Then you took your sons and daughters, the children you had born to me and sacrificed them to your gods. Was your prostitution not enough? Must you also slaughter my children by sacrificing them to idols? We're sacrificing our children every single day we send them to that public school. I understand we got to take back the public school. I fully get that. That's why I ran for school board to do that. But my campaign, my whole motto of my campaign was house on fire. If your house is on fire in the middle of the night, you don't get up and start throwing buckets of water on the fire while your children are sleeping. You wake up your children, you get them out of the house, and then you throw buckets of water on the fire. We're doing it backwards. We're submitting our kids at the altar of Moloch. They're experiencing all things anti-God. Do you think they can unsee what they've seen? Can you? Can you unsee what you've seen once you've seen it? Can you unlearn? Can you just watch a little porn and not be affected by it? That's what our kids are seeing every single day. They can't unsee it. So you're playing Monday morning quarterback. You're exposing your kids to the pure evil. You're letting them get an, an earful and an eyeful. And then you're running to the school board and saying, stop doing that. Well, it's too late. And they're just laughing at you. Ha ha. Yeah, okay. We'll stop. So your kids already have it in their minds now. Ha ha. Seeds planted. What are we doing, parents? We're going to look at the Idaho statistics that I happen to stumble upon. I've been spending my time watching Zoom calls. So God gave us unbelievable. He gives us everything we need, okay, to figure stuff out. He's not trying to hide it from us, okay? He's not trying to hide anything. He's eager to show his people his truth. It's us who we decide we don't want to hear it, God. We like dancing with the demons. Okay, but guess what? During COVID, all these teachers, all the teachers unions, all of these organizations, they were on Zoom. And they were, all these Zoom calls were recorded. 
and you can go and dig them out and you can watch what teachers are saying. Project Veritas has been really good finding out what teachers really think. We got to wake up. Um, Michelle's going to love this because she, she got fascinated when we brought up the goat, right? How everything's greatest of all time all of a sudden. Be a goat. Be a goat. We got the goat shoes. What do we call our children? Kids. What are kids? They're baby goats. Let's stop using that word. Let's stop using kiddos. Yeah, I loved you kiddos, you kids. Come on, guys. Wake up. There are children. There are gifts from God. Okay? There are gifts from God. So Michelle's going to play a little piece of a, a Zoom call from the Idaho, North Idaho uh, School District. Critical thinking skills are the largest component of porn literacy. It's the ability for young people to analyze and ask questions about the media that they're viewing. Porn is meant to sexually excite a viewer and create fantasy, right? So let's go ahead and start with elementary age youth. And I know some people... so huge. Hey Jane, what are you looking at? There you have it. Those are your public school teachers. I'm not saying all public school teachers are bad, don't get me wrong. But the majority now of our public school teachers, they're not mothers or fathers. They're young, 20-something. They go right from high school to college. They've been indoctrinated in high school. Then they get double indoctrinated in college against all things good. They haven't been raised in their own homes to know God or Jesus. They've been raised completely secular. And they're teaching your children. You okay with this, guys? You're sending your kids off to learn how to read and write. They're not learning how to read and write. I promise you. And even if they are, what they're learning to read is all things sex and all things evil. What they're learning to write is all things racist and hateful. So let's look into this now, okay? 
Let's get into some details. So you've heard about critical race theory, okay? The smoking gun called critical race theory. So before we go on, um, because of all the public outrage, again, Monday morning quarterbacking, they've been teaching this stuff in the Idaho schools for quite a long time. Only now the parents found out, how does your kid unsee all those cartoons that they've been showing? So now the, uh, the Northern District of Ohio, they removed the abortion. Well, actually, they didn't remove it. They hid it. They embedded the abortionfinder.org, which was where they were instructing the kids to go to find an abortion now that Roe v. Wade's been overturned. Okay. Um, they just hid it into the website. So it's not like popping up when you first open it anymore um, because of the public outrage. But it's still there. Your kids can still find it, okay? Um, Planned Parenthood provides the whole sex ed curriculum for every public school. When I ran for school board, uh, the, the parents in my town said, no, they don't, you're crazy, that's a conspiracy theory. Okay, well now, because of Roe v. Wade's been overturned, they're not pushing abortion so much anymore, they're pushing hormones. They've always been doing it. I was a counselor down at Planned Parenthood here in, in Glendale for a little over three and a half years. And I saw countless students going for hormone injections, okay? They weren't going for abortions, they were going for hormones, they were changing gender without parental consent, without parental knowledge at all. Parents have no idea. Wake up, wake up. They instruct children how to come out to skeptical parents. And what they do is they try to shame the parents. They say, your parents are, um, your parents are never gonna accept this because your parents are, are you know, from a different generation. They're Christians or they're this or that, they're hateful. They're hateful. You cannot co go to your parents. We want you to know that all the stuff that you wanna do, like the porn and the sex and the experimentation and being an animal, that's all normal, but your parents are gonna say it's not. So don't go to your parents. We're gonna show you ways around it. We're going to show you ways to hide your browsing history and what you're watching on your computer so your parents will never find it. Sadly, we have to break from Brighteon right now. Um, we love you guys at Brighteon. Please go over to JesusRocksLive.com and catch the rest of this there. We'll see you next week, Brighteon. Okay, so 2 Peter 2.19. So they're saying, look, you can't have the, the freedom that you want to have if your parents know. You have to keep all this a secret from your parents because they'll never understand and they'll go against you and they'll wind up hating you. Second uh, Peter 2.19, they promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption for you are a slave to whatever controls you. So you see, they're just enslaving your children in a mindset. Misery loves company, okay? They're enslaving your children in a mindset with everything. So they teach your children how to hide the porn that they're watching. They teach your children all this stuff. What about math? What about, what about reading? Job 11.3. Should I remain silent while you babble on? When you mock God, shouldn't someone make you ashamed? They're mocking God in our classrooms to our children every single day. Hey, guys, it's your body. Embrace your body. Give your body away, have sex, masturbate, watch porn. It's awesome. 
Should I remain silent while you babble on? When you mock God, shouldn't someone make you ashamed? I'm sorry to make you ashamed parents, but be ashamed of yourselves because you're submitting. You're sacrificing your children. They can't unsee it. They can't unlearn it. And if you think that, that after 50, 60 hours a week embedded in it, you're going to take them to a fake church on a Sunday for an hour with your Starbucks latte and send them to church school where they're learning more nothing. It's not going to undo it, guys. For lack of knowledge, my people perish. The children are the future. Why do you think the demons are so hungry for our children and we're handing them over why because we don't trust god fear i got to pay the mortgage we have a double income i can't quit my job and stay home with my kids you don't trust god god will provide maybe he'll give your husband a second job or he'll find another way trust god protect your children Don't let your own fear. How about this one? Oh, my kids really like it. Really? Yes, sin fascinates. We all love sinning. And then it assassinates, doesn't it? You wake up the next morning after a, a, a drunken night. How many of us have been there in our youth? And we think it's okay now to let our kids do even worse? We're not teaching our children but we want blessings. So let's talk about, we learned about uh, critical race theory, right? Critical race theory. Well, it's critical social justice because we're, a, we're awake to critical race theory. Oh, if you say those words, we're going to be all over. We're going to be at those school board meetings. <clears throat> Again, Monday morning quarterbacking. They're like, yeah, okay. We won't teach critical race theory. We'll teach critical social justice. I've been watching Zoom calls with teachers on how to squeeze this in. Let's look at what critical social justice is and, and what, they're, what they're teaching our children. So critical social justice is basically the Hegelian dialect of the CIA. Create a problem, anticipate the reaction, and have the solution. Identify your problem and have the solution. America is made up. America is the problem, okay? This is what they're teaching your kids. America is made up of oppressive structures. America is racist, sexist, misogynist, intolerant, cisgendered, and homophobic. The system is built to keep disadvantaged groups weak, unequal, and that our education system is one such structure of this oppression. So you see, young teachers are taught, we need to, you need to go in there, you social justice warrior, and revamp and rebuild our education system. These are the things you, young teacher, need to teach. You need to teach K through 12 to dismantle oppressor, uh, uh, to dismantle oppressors, identify the supposedly oppressed, and you need to cultivate feelings, feelings of shame for their immutable characteristics. We're teaching our kids white privilege, right? Check your privilege, you're white. Social justice 
critical social justice aims to disrupt and be critical of the American family and the American way, the traditional culture of the American way of life. That is rooted around God, the Judeo-Christian principle. So they're right there saying we got to remove that. They seek in critical social justice to create a new culture that's dedicated to social justice or liberation. They are out to shape minds, beliefs, behaviors, change disciplinary standards to celebrate what culture condemns. Culture condemns transgenderism. Okay, it's not normal. It's mental illness. We have to accept it as normal. Uh, they're also taught to protest political causes. All those abortion protests, all those young kids. Okay, I just watched an interview. I think it was Jesse Waters or I forget. Somebody said some, there was a man on the street interview and they were on an abortion. And it was a, a girl. She looked like she was about 16 years old and she had her sign, my body, my choice or whatever. And they asked her, they said, so how does Roe v. Wade affect you now? And her answer at 16 years old high school, she said, well, now I have to be a lot more careful about who I have sex with. Wow. That was her answer. Because they use abortion as birth control. So now if they can't just use abortion as birth control, they have to be careful about who they're having had sex with, how many times a day they're having sex and what they're doing because they were used to, oh, I could sleep with this guy and kill my baby, sleep with this guy, kill my baby. Now they can't. So they have to, wow. Um, if you look up Wikipedia, it's really interesting. Um, if you Wikipedia cultural studies, because that's basically what the umbrella of like our whole public school system is under that they're teaching all this stuff while you think, oh, they're not teaching critical race theory. We're good. My school is good. Uh, it's under the umbrella of cultural studies. Cultural studies was initially developed by British Marxist academics in the late 50s, 60s, and 70s, and has been subsequently taken up and transformed by scholars from many different disciplines around the world. Cultural studies is avowed and even radically interdisciplinary and can sometimes be seen as anti-disciplinary. Uh, cultural studies combines a variety of politically engaged critical approaches, including somatics, Marxism, Marxism, feminist theory, post-structuralism, post-colonialism, political theory, philosophy, literary theory, media theory, film and video studies, political economic, blah, 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 it goes on and on and on. Basically, what it is, is take your political views and teach them as gospel. And we know what all the political views are of these young, godless, Marxist-loving teachers are. And you're sacrificing that altar of Moloch with his hands wide open. Bring me your children. And you are. Shame on you, parents. Shame on you. Trust God. Get him out. I was a single mom. And I found a way to homeschool my daughter. Okay? I took a night job. I did everything that I could. 
I had family watcher while I went and worked nights. Yeah, I lived on a, lo a very little sleep back then. But guess what? God's strength. And he provided. All right, so let's keep going. Social emotional learning. We know that. Again, definition of insanity. I was screaming this from the rooftops. No, we're not teaching that. Okay, well, social emotional learning um, basically is teaching us the new age. Uh, it replaces the Judeo-Christian principle of morality and objective truth with a celebration of self. New age. You are your own God. Celebrate yourself. Um, and they also celebrate group norms. What are the masses doing? And they make children feel falsely good about themselves. The goal of social emotional learning is to displace and stigmatize old traditional, what they call oppressive cultural, moral, and religious institutions, AKA the nuclear family. One mother, one father, children. Female, male, joined together in union of marriage, children procreation. They're against all of that. So they, in, in uh, social emotional learning, will encourage your child to embrace gender fluidity. That's what all this is about. The way they pushed abortion on us for 40 years, now they're going to push transgenderism on us and transhumanism. You don't just have to change sex. You can be an animal. How many school districts, districts are submitting to Oh, this kid thinks she's a cat. This guy thinks he's an owl. We have to give him a branch. This is mental illness. Where are God's people? Where are God's people? Should I remain silent while you babble on? You're teaching our children they can be animals. They can have sex with anything they want. At five years old, they can go shower with... with uh, with Joe Biden, your daddy. That's normal. <sighs> Sorry, please, Father, forgive me. My anger. Because I see the faces of our children. We've masked them. We've distanced them. We've isolated them. We put devices in their hands and let them watch porn. At five years old, when their brains can't, can't comprehend it. They teach action civics, okay? Under your cultural studies program. Action civics, train students for activism and protest. Where's the reading and the writing? They teach equity. Equity is not equality. Equity is taking us back to discrimination because we have to be treated differently in equity. We have to be treated based on our race or our culture or our socioeconomic background. Huh? They're taking us back and they're teaching your children hate, racism, white privilege. Restorative justice. Have you heard this one? That school discipline is racist. 
We can't discipline kids. That's oppressive. The whole school system is systemically racist. What are we doing? This is what your teachers are teaching, okay? We can't have out-of-school suspensions. That's hateful. That's racist. We can't we can't give kids detention for low-level conduct offenses. They're just expressing themselves. Oh my gosh, failure to follow classroom rules ends in discipline? No, that's oppressive. They're expressing themselves. They're just being emotional. What does God say about our emotions? He gives them to us, but he also gives us self-control with the fruits of the spirit, right? To control those emotions because unchecked, yeah. You can't discipline profanity in the classroom. It's a free-for-all. Say what you will. And here's my favorite. Don't dare punish for drug or alcohol use or violence. If you have some violent students in your classroom, well, then you need to be trauma-informed as a teacher. So what you do is you take trauma assessment as a, as a young teacher. They teach it to you. And this way you can assess the private psychological condition of the children. And they call that, they actually have a word for it, they call it safetyism. Okay? So they, what they do is they teach the children, um, you're being violent and you're acting out because you have safety issues at home. So what's going on? Um, and so they make emotional safety your virtue. We need you to be emotionally healthy. We call them snowflakes because by the time they get to college, they're emotional basket cases. They can't handle anything. Ever try to talk to a college student and get their mind engaged in maybe a debate about anything? Their eyes go like deer in the headlights and they go, um, oh, I'm really uncomfortable with this and I'm just going to end this conversation. Thank you. That's what they do. They also teach your children queer theory queer theory that all sexuality, all of it, no matter what you want to do, must be actively promoted and taboos must be overcome. We've got to teach the maps now. We have to teach the maps. Minor attracted persons are people too. We need to love on them and we need to submit young children to them because they're just expressing their sexuality the way you saw it in the cartoons, you know, guys? Parents, they're teaching your children to reject completely heterosexuality and sexual self-control. You see that booty? You want that booty? Go get that booty. What are they teaching us, guys? What are they teaching our children? This is the future. Where do you think America's going to go when these kids grow up? No monogamy. Marriage is antiquated. Marriage between a man and a woman? Don't even think about it. If you're white, oh my gosh, you got to be, you just got to hate yourself. What does God say? We're letting our kids transgender. Our kids are coming home from school and going, mom, I think I'm gay. And we're going, oh, okay, let's go get you a wardrobe, honey. Let's make you feel really good about yourself. You want to be a boy? Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Really, mom? 
Really, Dad? Deuteronomy 22.5. A woman must not put on men's clothing, and a man must not wear women's clothing. Anyone who does this is detestable in the sight of the Lord your God. But we're teaching our children, oh, that guy in a dress, he's just expressing himself, guys. Just love on him. He's awesome. You need to make a choice, parents. Are you in the world or do you worship God? You can't have it both ways. We can't say that we walk with God, but we're holding hands with the devil. You can't dance with the demons and expect to go to heaven. I was just called a crazy lunatic the other night because I was invited to a church. And I walked into the church for an event that I was invited to. And in the room right down the hall, they were having yoga class. I said, hey, your church has yoga. And they went, yeah, so? Wait, your church is practicing yoga. Yeah, so? Do you know yoga is a religion? to a false god? Do you know what God says about worshiping at the altar of false gods? Oh no, it's just exercise. And you're a Christian? Do you know that Satan's the father of lies? Do you know yoga is, a, is an ancient form of worship? No, no, it's just exercise. Okay. No eyes to see, no ears to hear. I'm the crazy one. I'm the legalist. You're practicing yoga. Sorry, I'm just following what the Lord says. It's not that hard. The Bible's a roadmap. If you don't want to follow the roadmap, you're going to make a lot of wrong turns. Follow the roadmap. It's not that hard. It does require some sacrifices. 2 Timothy 2.16. 2 Timothy 2.16. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer. So why are we allowing these teachers to have this talk with our children? Why are we allowing our teachers? No, I'm going to re reposition that. Why are we sacrificing our children? Foolish talk that will lead them to more godless behavior. You're not going to get them back. It'll take a miracle. So we make excuses, right? Hey, I have to work. I have to, I have to pay my mortgage. I have to work. I get that. Jesus tells us a story of a great feast in chapter in Luke chapter 14. Parable of the great feast. All these people were invited to the wedding. The king was throwing a wedding. He wanted everybody. He invited all the nobles. They were too busy. They all had excuses. I suggest you read that. When you read it, read it personally because God speaks to you in the word. That's why we all have to do this on our own. There's no collective salvation. 
1433, you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Do we have to like live homeless and give up our home? No, I don't think that's what he means. But I think what he's saying is that we have to acknowledge and trust that everything we have comes from God. So if God's saying that system is evil, I'm showing you people that are telling you this system is swallowing my children like the altar of Molech. Get them out. We're saying, sorry, God, I can't. We're not disciples. Putting ourselves before God. God's saying, no, give up everything that you think you own. Acknowledge me that everything you have is from me. And then I will give you more. But we don't do that. No, I need to get that vaccine. I got to keep my job. You know, maybe if you didn't get the vaccine, God might have given you an even better job. But you didn't trust him and you took matters into your own hands. And guess what? There is forgiveness with repentance. But there's also consequences, okay? There's always forgiveness. But there are consequences. You do have to suffer consequences for our actions, okay? Matthew 12, 36. I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. What kind of conversations are you having with your children? Are you talking small talk? Are you encouraging them when they come home and say they think they're gay? Because you know they've been taught this. Are you reteaching them? Romans chapter one, this is what happens. This is what happens. God's really clear about it. When you spend a lot of time rejecting or just living your own way and your own life and doing your own thing because you think you know what you think you know. Starting in verse 28, Romans chapter one. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking. And he let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, boastful. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. 1 John 5, 21. We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. Do we really? Do we really know that? That the world around us is under the control of the evil one, but we're still trusting a system that's under the control of the evil one to teach our children goodness and righteousness? Wake up. Because I'm going to talk about the consequences now. 
There are consequences, parents. And this is why I'm so passionate about this. And I'm sorry if I'm coming off as being mean. Everything I'm saying is out of love, love for God's children, innocence being stolen. And the consequence of us doing nothing and staying quiet and going along to get along or submitting our children to this sick, evil system because we don't want to pull them out and make the sacrifice to homeschool or pay for a private school. We don't want to do it. We're just going to keep sacrificing them to the public school and, and, and hoping for the best. There's consequences for our disobedience. Suicide rates among children is skyrocketing, guys. Are you ready? Are you ready to lose your children to suicide? The Oregon Health and Science University, I'm going to give you three different studies. Attempts by children, ages 10 to 12, suicide attempts in the years 2020 to 2022 have increased fivefold. 10 to 12 year olds, guys. They're hopeless because they're being taught lies. They're being taught you can be anything, any gender. You can change anything. There is no God. You're your own God. Do as you will. That's evil. It's Satanism. Sixty-six point three percent of gay or bi teenagers feel hopeless. 36.7% of straight teenagers feel sad and hopeless. Where does our hope come from? It comes from God. It comes from a knowledge of Jesus. of all college students have anxiety and depression. 70.2% of gay teenagers attempted suicide in 2020. According to the CDC, as of 2020, more teens have committed suicide than ever before. LGBT teenagers into their young adulthood use drugs and alcohol more than any other group just to cope with life. This is the Jed Foundation study. Suicide has steadily increased annually by a percentage of 15% among 13 to 30 year olds. Consequences for sacrificing our children, guys. We're going to suffer. Parents should never outlive their children or lose their children to suicide. 82% of trans adults are suicidal. 86% of trans people are suicidal their entire life after their transition.
more than half of male teenagers who transition, this is the American Academy of Pediatrics, more than half of male teens who transition attempt or commit suicide. 30% of female trans teens will attempt or commit suicide. And 41.8% of teens who identify as non-binary commit suicide. There's articles for kids on these websites that these teachers are instructing your kids to go to. And they're telling these children, your parents are the problem. It's not you. Everything about you is awesome. Your parents are the problem. Okay? They're turning our children into demons. And demons hate you. And they hate your children. And the result is suicide. Okay? The consequence of your sin. Proverbs 1.8, my child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. And what are they teaching our children? Proverbs 30.17, the eye that mocks a father despises a mother's instruction will be plucked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. This is the future for our children if we're allowing them to be taught to hate. Okay? And that's what they're teaching under the umbrella of social emotional learning and critical social justice. The father of lies and we're submitting. We expect the blessings. I'm going to end with this. There's a story in the Bible. I think it's in Luke where Jesus heals 10 lepers. He heals 10. And they all are like, whoa. I'm healed. Thanks, Jesus. See you later. Bye. And they just take off. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm healed. See you. Bye. Bye. Going. I'm on my way. I'm healed. Ten guys. One of those guys said, Jesus, you healed me of my leprosy. Jesus, you saved me. Thank you. Thank you, God. I worship you. You saved me. I worship you. That guy was a Samaritan. The nine others claimed to be Jews, religious people, people who knew God. And when Jesus came and saved them, they went, yeah, see you later. Bye. I'm healed. Keep blessing me. That's what we're doing. Thanks, God. I've got it. Keep blessing me. But I'm sacrificing my children. Sorry if that today was a little hard. We're going to end. No singing today. I'm just going to read Titus 2, Titus 2.12. We are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. Get your kids out of the school, your kids, your little goats. Don't let them be little goats. They're children of God, the most high God. Worship God. Teach your children about Jesus. Let them love Jesus. Bring them back to the ways of God. Repent and turn. Parents, you can do this. Trust God. I love you guys. 
pray, act by getting your kids out of these systems. Save our children. We save the future and God will bless us. Do your homework, study, pray, and worship our great, great God who loves us so much that he wants to teach us. For lack of knowledge, my people perish. We're getting knowledge. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Everything Homes special segment, Stories Needing Sharing with Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained and we hope that you picked up some real life tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off.